This is an open air bar. Seems kind of bullshit. I can't wear my machete in here. They do have a sign, dude. I mean, <laughs> that it's the one rule. Did no you machetes. give it up already? Did you give it up already? Can you can you cut this pineapple for me real quick? Just cut it in half. The the bartender will cut the fruit for your drink. No, it look cooler if he does it with the machete. This yeah, probably but I don't have my machete, and it sucks. God damn it. It's probably why they have the sign up. I don't think this is the first time this has happened. It's an excellent point. Man. I bet Machete Greg gets fucking free drinks, though. Can I get a pina colada, man? Please? I'm glad you're embracing woke beverages, Dan. I, myself, will be boycotting... Um, wait, who are we boycotting now? It's... if it. I don't boycott any alcohol. That's that's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, but what? Uh, Great point, to... dude. <laughs> that's just, you just you just fucking yourself and fucking what? Yeah, but I'm trying to be American. Who's the? Hey, buddy. We buddy, are. Buddy, wake American. up. Yeah. Buddy, uh, wake up. Uh, 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 yeah. Hey, who are, yeah. who are we supposed to be boycotting? Uh, uh, the French. Fucking. <laughs> Spot on, dude. I like right. it. <laughs> yeah, they did have freedom fries at the uh, yeah. continental breakfast the other day. Mm-hmm. What's your deal, buddy? Uh, I'm 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 here for this this sea dew race. I'm a world renowned sea dew racer. Name's well, you, Duke the fuck Dawson. Is a it, it starts in an hour, and you're drunk Wait, as a skunk. You guys are talking over this fucking American hero. I'm sorry. What what, do you, what was your name? Duke Dawson. Duke Dawson. Duke Dawson. I know you. Probably, I know you probably heard of me. I'll sign. I'll sign whatever you want. I. Five, I don't know CDs. I know Wave Runners. Sorry. I'll tell what? you what. You take what? that bullshit that way. The only thing, the only personal watercraft you need to have is a sea dude. Wait, what the fuck is a sea dude? I don't even know what the difference between the two are. All right. Some of y'all are not familiar with the terms and technology. It's what you call the jet ski. Uh, Shit. Now there's a third term. I knew that. How long have you been drinking here, sir? Well, he was asleep and I woke him up. So maybe he stopped drinking eight hours ago. What? What month is this? Okay, oh, never mind. Okay. Shit. <laughs> shit. What were you drinking? Fucking burnout, dude. Whoa, whoa, I'm whoa, 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 whoa. Where am I? You're at the scuttlebutt. Is it? Yeah. We're in the Caribbean, bro. Oh, uh, okay. There's a Last race in an hour. Yeah. It, it's it's fine. It's, it's like airline pilots. You know, just got to wet the whistle to get limber and loose. How long ago did you show up for the ski race if you've been here for a month? Surely there's like a circuit. You have multiple races in multiple places. Well, and also, is that your ski that's crashed into the dock over there? Yeah, I got a truck. I got a truckload of them. It's fine. Whoa, this dude's that's bleeding it. from the ear, dude. <laughs> Shit, I thought that was like a cherry. Oh, so he's not drunk. He's fucking concussed. <laughs> Maybe both. Yeah, you might need a drink to level out, buddy. Wait. That's, that's not a bad idea. 
Anybody it's got a machete here? It's international. No. <laughs> Don't bring it up. It's a sensitive subject. It's international waters. Can you drink legally on international waters and do a, a sea do? Water Dude. gets an international day every day. Every day. Dude, There's international no waters. You can you can do anything you want. One time, ate this dude's dick. I mean, literally ate it. Jesus. <laughs> Couldn't do anything. International Dude, waters. Dawson is fucking hardcore. Um, yeah, but Dan, all, Dan, why don't you trade me spots, though? I don't know if I want sit to keep sitting next to him. He's Whoa. earned my fucking respect. He's earned That's my right. fear. I'm not scared. What's the difference? The... Look, do, do, you, do y'all jet ski? Y'all any of my competition? <laughs> nah. Sorry, man. I've wave, here to I've wave the girls running. Yeah, Kron's a wave runner. I wave ran before. That's good, because I, I I was afraid I was going to shank y'all. You got to, you know, cut down on the competition. Oh, you, you wanted to pull a... Do you normally pull a Commodus on your uh, fucking competition and stab him before the fight? Commodus. I don't know nothing That's about a computers. Gladiator reference. So you're obviously not a movie buff. Um, I thought he said a compass. No, this dude. This dude don't use a compass. You know where True North is all the time, don't you, Duke Dawson? Yeah, you. You just gotta just go with the waves. I go where the waves take me. I gotta tell you, you're not a obviously not a movie aficionado if you didn't get that Ridley Scott Gladiator pull. But uh, what about so, '90s television? Love 90s television. Okay. Law and Order. Just real quick. That was on in the 90s? Just real quick. The 18. If you go where the waves go, does that mean like there's a course set out and you just like veer left hard and just go? Well, and that's why you crashed into the dock probably. (laughs) I think so. Yeah. You you just got to feel it. You just got to... It also helps if there's people in front of me so I know which way to go. So you never win? <laughs> Always in second. Yep. Listen, buddy, I want Duke Dawson to do well, okay? And uh, I, think, I think you need a little bit of rest, but I think you also need a little bit of inspiration. All right? Maybe we'll get lucky in the next episodes we're covering, guys. Got our trigger in it. The best fucking sea do of all time. So why don't you come back to our hotel room and watch Thunder in Paradise. everybody to the five day rentals podcast normally this is a video store podcast where we would take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun non-genre specific category 
But once a month, we take a little break to stop talking about irrelevant, unknown movies and talk about irrelevant, unknown TV. That's right. It's Thunder in Paradise. I will be your host. I am Cron Howard. Joined, as always, by, uh, I don't know what happens in this. The two guys. Say our names. The two guys voted uh, shortest kilts at the Scottish Day Festival. It's Laundry Day and Bones. Cron, that was a technicality. I just have really long balls. (laughs) It was a standard kilt. It just. Howdy, folks. Wait, those were your balls? I thought that was a change purse. He shaves. Yeah. Why was it sunburned different, at the beginning? Different cultures of the day. call it different things. <laughs> Why was it sunburned? Yeah. Because I'm, of I'm the trying day. to get the vitamins and shit, like those influencers are telling you. You got to oh. get your asshole to get some sun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to We're down in the Caribbean. Yeah. I'm vitamined up. Dan, there's no way Dan could get any light to his asshole. Have you seen that thing? Chock full of hair. Proud of it. Hey, Kron, who else is here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're joined uh, by an individual whose free time involves nothing but movie watching and going down to the tracks to smash those pennies flat. It's our friend Chadwick Deal. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, fellas? Welcome back, Penny Smasher. Doing all right. Thanks. Good to be here. Um, dude, what's your Thunder in Paradise knowledge? Like, did you watch in prime time? Actually, I had no idea this even existed because uh, Thunder in Paradise came out when I was stationed in Korea, so I didn't even know it was out there. Damn. So Hulkamania didn't make it to Korea, huh? Yeah, they didn't uh, ship this one over. <laughs> they did not. It was not on AFN. So <laughs> you're fucking welcome, then. <laughs> what was on when you were over there? <sighs> Reruns. Yeah. Tool t- Tool time. Oh. <laughs> Golden oh, Girls. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Ooh. Golden Girls. Yep. You had a uh, bones. You had AFN in Guam, right? I think the AFN we had was mostly uh, news and base information. Like we had in in Guam, we actually had like local cable from like satellite, whatever that was thrown into the island. So we had like six AFN channels. One was news. They didn't have base in. Well, maybe yeah, maybe they did. Armed Forces Network. Right? Yeah. For people that are wondering what the fuck are these military and military brat people talking about? And then, yeah, we had like 12 German channels as well. But it's appropriate discussion because our heroes are fucking Navy super badasses. We're SEALs. Right? They're more badass than uh, fucking army losers, according hey, to- uh, Hey, hey, <laughs> how did How did that make you feel? That one kind of stung. Few stung. Uh, all right. Seems like in the show Good they're one. just freelancers, though, aren't they? I mean, they're not affiliated with a branch at this point. What do you mean they're not? Aff- yeah, 
Once a Navy SEAL, always a SEAL, baby. But they're just taking work. They're taking government contracts. I don't know how they're. We don't know in the first place. I mean, that's most military work, right? I mean, that's sort of the bummer is that there's a fucking full military out there, but most of our stuff is done by contractors because, God forbid, you actually have the actual military do it because otherwise, house. Some fucking Kentucky contractor supposed to suckle from the DOD teat. Kron, just watch War Dogs and you'll understand all this. Yeah, but that's to like build a ravine or something. You think they're contracting for you can't draft military operation? It's not a real dog. Okay, (laughs) I'll keep that in mind. Future reference, listener. Oh, man's best friend. Cut that out. Write that down, Kron. I'll write it down. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) I don't... To get back to the point, I don't think Yeah, let's actually stay on point. I don't think they contract out military work to civilians. (laughs) If they don't want it on their hands. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of logistical stuff is handled by civilians over there. A lot of wet work clandestine in and outs mm-hmm. speaking of wet work there's a lot of uh, a lot of girls running in bathing suits oh that's way that's every episode yeah I'd be let down if there wasn't hey Cron uh, I'm sort of bogarting here did you have anything else before you started no I have nothing most of this was just made up off the dome anyway so oh, you're so fucking talented you're so quick that's 75% of the show. I was going to say, uh, what a diverse fucking level of uh, situations uh, here in these yeah, three episodes, these, right? These three episodes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Completely a different. lot of... So, I'm guessing the question is, all right, what can we fake in the Disney park so we can fake England? And then they... See, that was my thought as well. And then they go, well, we're, we also have, like, the bayou a few minutes away, so let's, like, let's go back to the bayou. So they do a Civil War thing, and then they were, I guess, inspired by England to do something Scottish, but they were like, well, we can't shoot there. We just shot there, so let's just put the Scotsman on, the on a Caribbean island. <laughs> In the Caymans? So, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you get actual missions in these episodes, which I dug. I think, what, two of... I mean, every episode is a mission, but like we open with them. I feel like the the last movie was kind of sort of lacking that, you know? I don't know. They still went and <laughs> they... Well, that, that they was a personal their, mission, I guess. They drove their boat to Tandonasia to... <laughs> Engage in a uh, military op. That was one of my favorite parts when they were going through the town all stealth-like <laughs> around everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Broad daylight. Yeah, broad daylight. Dressed in black. Oh, they can't see us. Two, and let's- two seven-foot-tall white people <laughs> with automatic rifles. With the- mm-hmm. And their guns out. Mm-hmm. Um. And let's not forget that they did all of this to bring back a woman that only appears in one of these three episodes. Yep. 
and has the same issues. Man problems. Yep. I think I could treat Kelly all right. At uh, least better than we've seen her be treated throughout yeah, for sure. this entire series. So, But I could treat Allison better. I legit forgot who Allison was when they show her with Jessica in that first. I was like, who the fuck is this girl now? And it took me a minute to realize, oh, yeah, that's the uh, former Catholic schoolgirl. Oh, that's who that was. Yeah. How yeah. Could- I wrote in my notes like there's a random blonde with Jessica. Oh, it took me a second, but <laughs> I was like, "That's Trelawney, and that's Allison." <laughs> yeah, serious lack of Trelawney too. I, I think that's uh, fine. Uh, I thought the all she does is bring bad, dude. When people don't listen, I think the audio on these three episodes was the worst we've encountered so far. Yes. Yeah. It was, um, I want to say episode nine. Yeah. Um, that one for sure. Yeah. There's stuff that said that I, even with headphones, but again, we're, we may be, um, not watching, uh, you know, the highest quality, uh, rip there. But- they introduce uh, Jay Peterman in episode eight as a character, and I don't think I ever got his name right. I wrote down Nigel Trutchell. <laughs> I have okay. no clue if that's correct or not. I Ni- got I got Bryden Trupshire. Okay. <laughs> I think Peterman will work. I'm going to call it. I think I've got Nigel the most of my notes. Okay. So that's what we're going to call him on this one. <laughs> Mine was Elaine's boss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you guys want to get into these? I think so. This three yeah. episode thing, this thing, it this might have been a mistake doing three at a time. Oh, oh I, I thought, thought, thought you meant four the, at a time. I thought you meant the series in general. Oh, no. No, <laughs> not at all. To be determined. It was a mistake to cancel it. But again, like Dan said, could be. Could take a huge dive. Who knows? Would you We're like, almost halfway done. Would you like to see him come back for like a like a three episode run now? Oh yes, I would fucking love for Hulu to pick it up. Like a reunion show? Yeah. I was gonna say get on it, Netflix. <laughs> Maybe just like a special like we're doing another movie, but it's you know I don't know, more than an hour and a half. Okay. Maybe we'll be the reason for that. Doubtful. Because 50 people will watch it. I don't know. We'll do it. He's getting a check like in six months and he's going to be like, huh. All right. I don't know. I I wish we had enough power. Yeah. I wish we had enough power for them to turn around and go, hey, people want Thunder in Paradise. Let's put out a Blu-ray. I see it like the... um, the one guy's podcast where he got kicked off of uh, what the fuck was Band of Brothers? He made a podcast I, about I it. I think, yeah, I think you've mentioned this before, like the like how he actually was able to interview Tom Hanks at the yeah, end. Yeah, at it. the end, yeah. it, he actually got to talk to Tom Hanks about it. Yeah, we'll get Hogan. I wouldn't even need to talk to Hogan. I think I would want to talk to Chris uh, Lemon. Both. 
I don't know. People love reunions, dude. Like, fucking everything, everywhere, all of everywhere, everywhere, everyone, Sky and Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They love seeing those guys together again. Well, I teared up like the end we'll of see. fucking Dungeons and Dragons when I saw that shit. And that, that fucking list you tweeted out to the top 50 movies. Oh, my fucking God. It's yeah. just terrible. What yeah. is that, like box office? Uh, no, I think it the was Hollywood Variety. Reporter. Variety's top 50 of the 21st century. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be. Oh. It'll be causing some uh, annoying twitter traffic which by the oh. way can i can we agree that i don't need to be on twitter anymore it's not doing anything for me but i enjoyed that one the guy who made the list was actually answering back there for a while when i, when I looked at it oh really just quit <laughs> <laughs> all right guys this is episode eight of thunder and paradise titled changing of the guard we open up we're back to our classic Thunder in Paradise theme music. Got a little worried on the last movie episode that we had switched permanently. Glad to see its return. Mm -hmm. Uh, We open on a shot of thunder. In space above them, the Thing's aircraft is heading towards Earth. Hell yeah. Cutting Uh, edge CG in this episode. I look like cartoons. Bruin Spence are tracking whatever this thing is, and they've they're kind of following it in the water. Uh, it hits it hits the water, sinks under. They go after it. Some military guy hops on uh, to the little telescreen they have, tells Bruin Spence, "Hey, you got to go get that satellite that just crashed into the water." Spence is like, "We're already on it, brother. Don't don't even worry." Spence gets in the water. He retrieves the satellite, but there are some bad guys in hot pursuit. Spence reaches the sat- the satellite, starts swimming up, but these bad guys, they start firing on Thunder. So Brew hits him with a laser. I feel like we're seeing more and more laser in these episodes, and it seems more and more just like a cost-cutting measure <laughs> not to have, I don't know, more explosions. <laughs> Yeah, he, doesn't he say something like, I can't kill you or I can't fire back? Because I'm guessing this is a secret like mission, so rules of engagement are fucked up. So mm. it's not like he can just blow them up. So I'm I not quite notice. sure what the laser did. They put it in the eye and they're like, oh. Yeah, I... I have no idea what because they just turn around and they leave. Fired it at the helicopter, like, "Ooh, we're we're warm. Let's leave." <laughs> You're gonna overheat our fuel. I did notice they got more like shots though when they say like hyperspeed and shit. Now you see like a thing come out of thunder. So I was like, "All right, hyperspeed engaged." The hydro thruster. Hydro thruster engaged. <laughs> You sound just like him. I know. I practice practice in the mirror every day. (laughs) Uh, Spence is able to get the satellite back to the boat. These two take off. They're out of there. I'll do your Tom Hanks. 
Oh, oh, do your Freddie Mercury. You guys want to hear my thunder? The fuck is that? We cut over to shitty old England. What There's is this? F- is this the Tupperware party that he is hosting? <laughs> I was trying to think where Kron would be to where he could do that. You know my Hanks kills, though. <laughs> do oh, it. yeah. Those soccer moms love it. People love Gump. <laughs> Speaking of Gump, you could probably keep, I don't know, 40 or 50 shrimp in this 34-ounce Tupperware. Mm-hmm. Nice and fresh. Freezer safe. Hear that burp? That's how you know it's sealed in there. What are you referencing? All right, we cut over to shitty old England. There's some fancy pants Brit. He's talking to his aunt. She's trimming up some roses. She tells this guy that I can't pass down the family fortune to you. It can only go to a female heir. Luckily, this guy says, hey, don't worry about it. I got a daughter. This old meat pie woman asks, who's the mother? This guy says, I was married like 10 years ago, but my wife, she died pretty unimportantly in an automobile accident. Off screen. Mm-hmm. Then he adds, hey, I've been in contact with Whitaker. He tells me my daughter's alive in America. Her name is Jessica. Hey, when did Whitaker become cool? This episode. <laughs> was it this episode? Well, because yeah. he starts sort of shitty. Like, this is the segue, yeah. I guess. Now yeah. they're like buddies. I was like, I don't know if I like this. I think it's this. I mean, he really hasn't done much after episode one until now. He's watching his daughter and Hulk get it on in a fucking bedroom. I mean. So this this show has. uh, It. Informs us that there is a higher level of technology. Right. Which did not exist at the time of this show's production. It also, um, in this universe, magic exists. Um, voodoo exists. The thing that I find the most interesting is the um, incredible family uh, culture things that like it, it builds off of so much. Like in Thunder and Paradise 2, like the whole like hierarchical, you got to... Uh, you know, give off your fucking most prized possession. Like, there's all these family rules. And then this woman has this, like, weird... I don't know. I'm not making any sense. But, like, the thing... Like, the supernatural stuff, I'm like, okay, I kind of buy that. That's a fun TV show. But somebody thought out all these, like, family cultures and rituals and shit. And they're the basis for half of the episodes. Like, fi- family dynamic is as much of a fucking plot point as the boat is. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. Somebody else move on. Do we need it? Or do we just want more fucking thunder? Well, obviously, I, I want more thunder. But I guess it's just a cheap thing to write to people standing in a rose garden saying, sorry, we can't do that. Like, I can only... 
Yeah, but it's all it's all kind of filtered through like like we're writing the episode as it goes on because like the legend or the the family dynasty only being able to be passed down to a female heir is like they've just written backwards from how do we get these people to England? Yes, exactly. But also in episodes three and four, we had a supervillain and we have not seen him since. And the big problems since then have been political and royal issues. That's what I'm getting at. It's like it's not uh, some guy who wants to fucking take over the planet. It's not until 10 that we get like a traditional sort of villain scenario. So much of this is based off like this guy has to do this for his family or this guy has to jump through all these hoops to protect his fucking kingdom. They they love the royalty here. Yeah. With these episodes. But also, does Hulk seem... Like he's a like a little too dad now, like way more daddiness in in these three episodes. I thought I haven't understood their dynamic since episode two. To be honest with you, I mean they live all in one house together. Uh, Brew is Uncle Brew, Hulk is dad, and Jessica's the daughter. But R.J. doesn't half-ass anything, dude. This is fucking daughter. He's going to be a fucking dad. Yeah, but I'm just saying, in these three episodes, I feel like it was more that was not forced on us, but it just seemed like he was, I don't know. Episode, what was the one where he's like, she's going to England? <laughs> like, Yeah, that's like that was, episode three. Episode three. three. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, dead set. And now it's like, this is the love of my life, daughter. Father pre Father's Day and shit. I don't know. Bruce is the like one that kind of wants mushy. to get rid of her. He was the one who tried to get her to go to England the first time, and then gives RJ shit later every time he freaks out about her being gone. All right, we cut over to what Jessica. <laughs> yeah, she, it's just like we have to write that he's a great dad. That he cares. I didn't write it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we cut over to Jessica. She's in one tenth of a payless shoes having a fucking field day. Yeah, what? <laughs> She's trying on shoes, trying on goofy hats, stupid glasses. Uh, I guess Allison is with her. News to me from earlier in this episode. I even wrote down, my next line is, I'm pretty sure we've never seen this woman before. (laughs) She ran on a beach for like five minutes in a bikini in six? Episode six or seven? Now she's seared into your brain. Episode four or five, right? Four or five. Whenever she came from the school, yeah. I mean, I remembered her. We cut over to Brew and Spence's place. Brew's dressed up like some sort of weird French chef. 
Spence is waiting patiently at the table for dinner. Jessica gets home. Spence gives Jess, Jess a gift. This is pre-Father's Day. Uh, it's a stuffed toy. It's a little penguin in like a tuxedo. Just as Brew's getting dinner on the table, Whitaker barges in. You know, yeah, does anybody knock in this house? I don't. I wrote down. I'm pretty sure Florida is like a stand your ground state. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd just be kicking in doors like that. Uh, and who's he got with him? It's Jay Peterman, or in this episode, Nigel Trutchell, maybe. Or Brian Trutchell. The ninth Earl of Seminary. What did, what did you guys hear? Bones I heard ninth Earl of Verdain. Dan, how did you hear this person's name? Elaine's boss. That's how you heard it? Yeah. Well, I didn't. Chad's got me confused now because I could see where the audio quality would make Nigel sound like Ninth Earl. <laughs> uh, like they they said, this is Bright and Tropshire, the Ninth Earl of Verdane. Okay, so that's what I heard. It? That might be where Kron got Nigel. <laughs> could be. <laughs> so we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. It's probably like Bob Smith. <laughs> it's something. Nigel, ninth Earl. Yeah, I could see it. It's something in that sound, at least. It's fucking annoying Britishy. Whatever it is. Is he a British actor? I don't think so. Okay. I didn't think I, so. Uh, I, like, I think he passed away a few years ago, but I saw him do Spam a lot live. Oh, yeah? He was King Arthur. Yeah, he was pretty good. Nice. I do, I do love Edward's line when he comes in. He's like, "I do hope I'm interrupting." <laughs> like it's a good, shitty delivery. Uh, Whitaker announces that this guy is Jessica's real dad. This leaves everyone just flabbergasted at this point. Did did we ever ask that question? Who the real dad was? Yeah. Because I don't know if it's ever been discussed. I never even thought about it. Yeah. What was her name? Megan? Megan? Slut. How dare you forget <laughs> Megan's name? You guys don't remember Alice and you're getting on to me for not remembering. I remembered. It off. took me a little bit. I don't remember any of these characters. <laughs> Ron, did you even watch this? Yeah, but outside of Spence and Brew, everybody else just is in a 90s VHS haze on this show. That <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't even realize they replaced Jessica after mm-hmm. one and two. <laughs> so, can we blame them, folks? Well, we watch these things a month apart. <laughs> I mean. No, dude, you need to refresh every week. No, 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 no. All right, uh, we get a clip of Whitaker and Spence discussing things uh, over at the scuttlebutt. Nigel wants to take Jessica to England for a brief visit. As they're discussing, Brew comes up, and he says, Hey, we got to go back to the satellite site. 
we have to recover a digital interface that broke off on impact. These guys can't ever get a thing out of the water in one mission. Nope. Didn't they? They They had to do this for the radar like five episodes ago. Oh, the one that uh, Hammerhead was trying to steal? Yeah. Yeah. The floppy disk. <laughs> Bones is Hammerhead coming back. For sure. Well, he, he died in three and came back in four, so <laughs> I don't see why not. Because I know Bones has watched this whole series. I have not watched it. He got like two episodes left. I have not. Spence is distracted. He wants to go to England if Jess is going. Bruce says, that's going to be a problem, dude. We got to go recover the digital interface because that satellite has the only photos of Libya's Scud missile program. (laughs) (laughs) Dropped here in Clearwater, Florida. (laughs) No, no, no. That's the Gulf of Sidra. (laughs) What? It went down in the Gulf of Sidra. Yeah, It went down in the Gulf of Sidra. Which is why they have to go and not the military because they can't go into those waters. Mm. Is the Gulf of Sidra a real thing? Do not know. Probably. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to go with no. They made up Tandinasia, so... I will say they made up a Missouri town as well. We'll get to that. Whitaker offered a, offers to go in Spence's place, uh, and Brew offers to put some communication equipment in Jess's bag so they can talk to her whenever they need to. Cut over to Jess in England, Oxfordshire, no doubt. She's doing it all. She's looking at chimneys. She's feeding monkeys on the street. <laughs> hey, yeah. She does not give a fuck that she's away from RJ and Brew. Mm-mm. We talked about there's probably going to be a monkey later on in one of these episodes. There it is. I think this was the kind of like, hey, we're going to try this monkey out for a day. And if he does well, we'll bring him back for the mm-hmm. for his starring role in episode 15. <laughs> Where it's just him and Spence working together on something. Yeah, when I think of old England, I definitely think of street monkeys. Of all of the things that you could pepper on the street to... And a, to, and a old Italian guy playing the little the meat grinder. music box. Yeah. yeah. We see Nigel. He's talking to some bald guy. Suddenly, this bald guy rushes Whitaker and tries to take his briefcase. But Whitaker's not a pushover. He cracks this guy in the face with a cane. In all this commotion, he loses sight of Jess and Nigel. Cut over to Spence and Brew. They're on thunder. Spence wants to call Jess before diving. Brew's like, dude, you talked to her like less than 20 minutes ago. They can kind of get into an argument. Brew looks it up. It was 18 minutes. Uh, Spence goes out and dives, but he forgets to turn on his communication system. 
Wouldn't you know it? Guess who's back? The Libyans. <laughs> Brew try spins. Oh my God, they found, they found me. me. I don't know how, but they found me. Run for it, Marty. <laughs> Brew tries to call to spins, but comms are down. He fires up thunder. Let's see if you bastards can do 90. <laughs> you guys like that? Thumbs up. <laughs> That's not in my notes. Yeah, you must have. You missed it. <laughs> Bruce starts driving thunder. He's taking fire. Spence is breaking up the digital interface when a couple of these goons cattle prod him underwater. <laughs> Can you do that? Would the electricity spread through the water? Too much water? Too much salt, maybe? Well, it's like lightning hitting the water. You got to get out of the pool. <laughs> no, you don't. I don't know. <laughs> shit's nah. made up by the media, dude. <laughs> now, I, I don't want to hurt y'all's feelings, but I don't think these episodes are scientifically based. I, I, maybe it only activates when it makes, like, contact you know, with buttocks or something. I don't know. No, it's like they get them in the ass, don't they? It's, it's arcing whenever they're coming well, maybe, out. Well, maybe those are just little... Uh, LEDs to, <laughs> you know scare. what I mean? To just, yeah. I mean, if I come at you with an LED prod, you're probably going to, if I touch you with it, be like, oh! Yeah. 90% of defense is intimidation, right? You got to present the illusion of danger. So. I'm going to, yeah, budge tour, I'm going to do a real one and an LED one. We're, we're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's some uh, pretty cool shots here of as the Libyans are coming in on their helicopter, the guy shooting the gun is like, he's kind of paunchy. <laughs> like, I don't know. I thought it was just funny. Oh, he was like, yeah, he's having a blast gun. firing yeah. those fucking blanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it CGI? I, I thought it was CGI. No, that was a real man hanging out of a real helicopter two no, feet off the ground. The, the bullets. Oh, somebody's just throwing those little, uh, you know, those little uh, grapes. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of a name because I don't know if it's culturally appropriate. The little <laughs> pops, those little poppers that used to come in like a little yeah, cloth. Still sell them. I think they had a street name that wasn't uh, culturally appropriate. I always just called them poppers. What the hell were you yeah, calling that's, them? That's what we called them, too. I don't know. I've, fucking, I've been in nasty-ass places, man. <laughs> I think they brought in a Spielberg to punch little pinholes in all the frames of film. Hell yeah. That's how they got these effects, Dan. Brew engages nice. Thunder's auto self-defense and dives below to help Spence. They give each other a little underwater thumbs up, rip them, and return the thunder. So Brew doesn't do anything. Just Brew's arrival scares the two off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I had to back this up several times. Like, he doesn't. Hey, uh, like he, again, just intimidation, I guess. Yeah. Defense is 80% intimidation. Yeah. It worked. On board, Spence is like, hey, sorry, brother. My comms must have malfunctioned. 
Brew's like, that's bullshit, dude. You <laughs> fucked up. You fucked up the mission. <laughs> Let's go home. You broke a seal commandment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, d- like Directive 6 or something, he tells him. <laughs> Just then, a helicopter shoots a missile at Thunder. But Thunder- <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> It's so bad. Oh, cool. It looked like it looked like somebody threw a fucking football. Yeah, it, it's one of those <laughs> Nerf balls with the fucking fin on the back that John Elway would throw out of the fucking stadium. Vortex or something. It's the second John Elway reference in two weeks here. Wow. How come Th- Thunder's default is to just run away? It never does. It ever shoot a missile? In defense, can it ever lock on and just? Well, like this is the sixth or seventh time it's just hydro thrusted out of there. It has lasers. Yeah. Okay. Why? And mini guns. Yeah, it's got that mini gun on the front. Yeah, that'd just be a cool effect, right? Show the intimidation of it. So you want to see Thunder stand its ground in Florida? (laughs) Yeah. Can it's on international waters? Well, what they had an episode. Hey, you can take the boat out of Florida, but you can't take Florida out of the boat, buddy. (laughs) We had an episode where there was like a gigantic explosion, and I think I joked at the time that was their entire budget that went up. Must have been, yeah, because I don't know. The further we go, the the less and less of practical good effects they have. Well, they have no shortage of speed-ramped hydro thrust footage. (laughs) Or girls running on a beach in bikinis. Just as thunders. Uh, I wonder if we add up how many minutes of girls running. (laughs) Somebody needs to do that. How many minutes of footage for this whole thing is girls running on the beach in bikinis? 15%. It'd be at least three full episodes by the end of the series. I would say yes. <laughs> All right. Just as Thunder is speeding out of there, Edward calls in and he's like, hey, guys, I lost Jessica. <laughs> Spin, says, Spin says better set the course for England. Now, based on what we've seen, that should only be about a 20-minute mm-hmm. drive over there. Hyperspeed, yeah. Whitaker says, uh, hey, I think this was all on purpose. Someone distracted me for my with my briefcase, and then Nigel, he just got out of here. Cut over to Nigel. He's showing Jessica around the castle uh, when she discovers a secret passageway. Now, that seems cool, but this doesn't really go anywhere. So she just kind of pokes around in a little dungeon room for a while, and then they leave. She um, figures out that there's like a trap door on that suit of armor, like a fucking Resident Evil 4 speedrunner. Like she just knew it was there. Yeah. And his excuse, because she's like a dungeon. Why do you have a dungeon? They do tours or something? Yeah, that was his excuse. Yeah. I bet that's really what it was, though. I mean, if it's just some Disney backlot, then... Mm -hmm. It's probably like where the bad pirate gets sent and you can look down on him as the trolley passes over. Well, you see, young Jessica, when 
A man exhausts normal means of ejaculation. A sex dungeon is the <laughs> obvious next step. Have you learned the oh. term S and M? Jessica, there will be a book coming out in the future about a man from Seattle who likes to, well, play in this here dungeon with girls. You'll understand. You'll, You'll be just daughter. old enough to read it. <laughs> and I'm telling you this. Stick Oi. to the guys in tech. <laughs> uh, Alright, Nigel and Jess uh, go to meet up with this old lady who's got the fortune. Jess, Jess starts showing off her cool shark's tooth. This uh, old scares the shit out <laughs> This old crumpet is real stuck up, and she's like, get this thing away from me. What are you doing, child? Pretty soon, Spence and Brew arrive. They join Whitaker. They play a little trick on him at first, sneak up on him. It's always good to scare the elderly. <laughs> when he could have just looked over his shoulder and seen Thunder parked right there in the bay. Yeah, I guess if he would have just faced the water, he would have seen them coming in. You wouldn't have heard the fucking hydro thruster like six miles away, like stopping, slowing down, fucking yeah. stealth black boat pulling in. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, he tells them he suspects that Jess has been taken to Nigel's castle. Cut back right. over it. Plot question. So <laughs> Nigel does all of this to keep Edward away so he can take Jessica to the castle. Yeah. To meet his aunt. Why do you need to pull a whole ruse to do that? Why can't you just say, okay, Edward, I need to take Jessica, my daughter, right? You're just here accompanying her, but we need to take her to my aunt. Let me show you my sex dungeon. Point. We'll hang out for a little bit. <laughs> like, But if he wouldn't have done that, he never would have brought any heat. Yeah, it, it, it's an excellent point. <laughs> you could yeah, have I just, thought it was the plan. You could have just sat him outside and given him some tea and talked yeah. about chimneys or whatever he wants yeah, to prattle on about. Yeah, some fucking crisps, uh, ketchup-flavored <laughs> crisps. <laughs> I don't know. Regale each other with stories of chimney sweeps. Listeners, none of us have ever been to England. Chad, have you been to England? I have not. Okay. So don't uh don't add us too much. Yeah, and shut your old English ass up. <laughs> I'm not allowed to drink old English. I think it's an Anheuser Busch product. Oh man. Back of the castle, this old lady, she's convinced. Jess is able to cut roses just like she's able to cut roses. <laughs> they must be related. Has to be. She knows not to get uh, too focused on the head. Is it the head? I was going to say the core. Mm, a good rose uh, core. Uh, obviously, we're not rose growers. As we're well. not florists either. Happy Valentine's Day. 
These ones have particularly nice cores on them, wouldn't you say? <laughs> oh, look at that core on that one. Dude show up at the castle. There's a uh, subreddit for that. <laughs> a lot of pole vaulters. They come in, they sneak in through a chimney, uh, Whitaker's area of expertise. Except for Spence, who literally Kool-Aid mans himself into the building. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Just bust through the wall. Maybe that's why he doesn't have a front door at his house in Florida. <laughs> He's just busted through them all. Uh, Nigel and his goons, they show up and ambush the boys. He says that Jess is safe as long as she shares her secret with me. So I guess this whole thing, <clears throat> like he's not even trying to get a fortune. He's trying to get a secret that will allow him to obtain the fortune. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking complex episode. Hey, here's another thing. This whole this whole ruse that he sets up to fake that Jessica is his daughter, why doesn't he just do that with another girl? <laughs> in England. That's in on it. Yeah, that <laughs> would then share the secret with you, not somebody who doesn't, I don't know. Yeah, you could find, find some... some- you could find yeah. some little soot-covered English child. Yeah, that- a 20-year-old hood rat. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've seen a fucking Guy Ritchie movie. There's f- plenty of chicks out there that you could probably get to go in on this ruse. Nigel runs out. He's looking for Jess. He finds her. <clears throat> he says, tell me the secrets you've learned. Jess says No. Down in the dungeon, a couple of these goons got spins on a medieval stretching device, but they can't hold him. He fights free. Is that the rack? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Brew pops up and takes out a couple guys with a, a couple two by fours tied to his arms. And then <laughs> he, a, he ripped the arms the, of the was, chair yeah. off. Yeah, it's the chair arms. Yeah, but. It's still just two pieces of wood, and he looks down and says, I've got to get me a pair of these. Fucking <laughs> go to Lowe's, dude. For $6, you can outfit yourself. It's weird when he goes analog every once in a while. He's so high tech. Uh, you know, he forgets the old ways are the best. Uh, he gets so overly dramatic. I'm I'm waiting to hear him go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like three stooges and shit. I don't, I don't know. He does. uh, He's too much. (laughs) He's awesome. Eventually, the guys escape the dungeon. They're able to catch up with Nigel. Uh, First, Brew's going to punch him, but Spence stops him. He says he's mine, but then Whitaker stops Spence. He says Nigel is a duke. This is not how things are done over here. Then he turns around and says, this is how things are done here. Whacks him in the head with the cane. Back at the scuttlebutt, everyone's safe and sound. Whitaker has some news. Nigel was forging documents. Jess isn't really a trundle. (laughs) Her real (laughs) father... I don't know why that made me laugh. Uh, A trundle sounds like a fucking British slang, (laughs) right? You fucking trundle... Fucking carry you around, yeah, fucking boy. Oh, you trundle, you trundle. 
I bet someone from <laughs> England is going to message us and be like, it's super offensive. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, Jack Lemon was nominated for eight Chris. Academy Awards and Jack won Lemon. two. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's and not. His son's tying fucking wood to his arms. <laughs> hey, have we covered a Jack Lemon movie? Not yet. So, Chris uh, has that. Turns out Jess isn't a trundle. Her real father died a few years ago. Jess kind of looks over and she's like, no, that's my real father over there. Points at Spence. Uh, but then later, Spence is like, hey, why don't you tell me what that old lady told you? She's like, no, only my real dad can know that. <laughs> That's it. You think you think we're ever going to find out what it was? No. Yeah. They haven't even brought back did, major characters, fig- Dan. They didn't figure that shit out. This thing <laughs> this thing is all set up and no payoff, buddy. <laughs> you don't think we're going to get closure at the end of this? To what? This is turning into lost, Dan. They open up <laughs> They open up a new question every week. <laughs> Uh, that is the end of episode eight, entitled Changing of the Guard. All right. This is the trundle secret of fortune, okay? Whenever you're looking for parking, okay? Mm-hmm. No meter maid ever checks within the last hour. So don't ever pay, even if you've got an hour left, right, for paid parking. You're going to save... <laughs> multiple dollars a week that way oh he's as thrifty as a trundle he is yes he is isn't it toss us that tin of biscuits those are cookies I'm sorry all our fans in the UK they're out there thank you Kron You got it, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys want to take a quick break, and then uh, Dan will take us through the neck one. Neck one. The neck one. Can't wait for this neck-centric episode of Thunder in Paradise. (laughs) It is the neck. Kron's episode eight was the head. Dan's doing the neck, and I got the body. What about the legs? Where are they? That's part of the body. Oh. You, you get they like got new legs. You it's ninety percent of the body, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Welcome back, everybody, to the box set here. We just went through episode eight, Changing of the Guard. Thank you, Karan, for um, that trip to England. It's, uh, what do they say over there? Oi! Cheerio. <laughs> um, Put on the sex pistols. 
just thinking more like the Clash. I think the Sex Pistols are English. Why was it? Why doesn't that work? What about the Stones? Yeah. I figured you were going to name more English rock bands. I'm trying to think. I can't think of one more. I can't, one more. I can't think of The Who, The Beatles. Most of their music is just Arctic monkeys. <laughs> the Arctic Monkeys. Anthrax. Muse. Slayer. S- Slayer is from Black Sabbath. England? <laughs> Bob Dylan. Eric Clapton. The Prodigy. Woody Guthrie. <laughs> Robbie Williams. Harry fucking Styles, dude. Yeah. It's a straight line. <laughs> Made sense. Yeah. We literally do all this late night talking. Every week. Florence and the machine. Ed Sheeran. See from over there? I don't mm. think so. Is he Irish? Can we give him to I think England? No, I took him. What's the UK? Muse. Yeah, I guess if we make it the UK, we can open up to even more bands. The Who did a... U2? In your head. U2 is not an English band. Coldplay? The Cranberries? We were just saying that if, it was, if it was a UK thing, then you too would be one. Oh, this is that question of one of one of the islands is in the UK, but not in Great Britain, right? Like that's the distinction. I don't know how they like. <laughs> it's like there's England, it's the UK, Scotland, and then Britain. But I think Scotland is part of Great Britain. Right or not? No. Does Great Britain include so Wales? <laughs> yeah, William Wallace would like to have a fucking word, dude. God damn it! Everything but fucking Thunder and Paradise talk. Okay, United <laughs> Kingdom verse. He's gonna ride a horse into your fucking bedroom and Great Britain versus while you're sleeping. UK versus England. What's the difference? England is the country. Britain or Great Britain is all of Great Britain. So geographically, way to use the, the big island. Way to use the word in the definition. Yeah. Uh, so that means England, Scotland, and Wales are part of Great Britain. The United Kingdom is the kingdom of Great Britain with Northern Ireland. So if you say UK, you can say Northern Ireland. And I don't know if you two is from Northern Ireland. Oi, put on the sex pistols. It's a bit of a whiffle, isn't it? <laughs> Guys, episode nine is not taking place in England. In fact, we're going to re- reopen some uh, American scars here. Sorry, Penny Smasher. Dublin's part of southern ireland or ireland so they're not part of the uk uh we're sorry to all our european fans bunch of bolex from the midwest for idiots 
Episode nine is called Gettysburg Change of Address. We start out with Thunder making its way through some nice Florida canals. I think they wrote that name down and said the title's too good not to craft an episode around it. They they just make no sense. Like, yep, yeah, that's that's episode nine. Just throw it. But I guess it's a week to week show. I guess so. It's like Scooby Doo. You don't really like. They're gonna use the boat. They're gonna fucking fight some dudes, and that's what. That's all we need. They're gonna that's eat the a sandwich. They're gonna run into a door, and then they're gonna come out another door. The bad this guys. The bad not gonna guy. be that guy. The bad guy's always gonna be the one other character in the show mm-hmm. that was introduced at minute three. <laughs> Uh, Brew, he's testing out his uh, new drone, Gator, ground attack tactical observation robot, G-A-T-O-R. Why didn't they call it that? That could have been the episode's name. Uh, He's got a nice piece of eyewear here that he uses with this thing. Looks pretty sweet. The the Google Glass? I was going to say, eat your heart out, Google Glass. Is that good, though? If you were trying to operate a robot with just your right eye while you were looking at all the normal shit around you with your left eye, that seems like it would be so disorienting. I mean, I don't understand. You can't see around this RC car that he has. Well, it's got you like can a, just see straight in front of him. So what's the point? It's like a well, that's how your vision camera. is. Yeah, it's got the front camera, but he can't see all around. To the left could be a fucking cliff, and, and he our cliff, and he could fucking fall right off of it. He wouldn't know. Like, oh shit, we're falling off a cliff now. It's not a twenty twenty three Sebring. It, of course, it doesn't have three sixty view yet. I don't know. It might have a backup camera. I don't know. Are you smart enough? Chrysler doesn't even exist anymore. Okay. Uh, Name another family car. Uh, a a Honda Corsica. Pilot. I don't know what is it. Buick Lesabre. Sunfire. A, a Buick Enclave. Oh, nice. Those are sweet. Your Buick guy, Chad. <laughs> I drive a Buick Enclave. <laughs> it's funny too. I'll be driving through town, and you. St- drive past all these old people and they stop and look like ooh a Buick wow mm-hmm. yeah, well, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what it is the state of Illinois has a ton of Buicks DK a- answer that question for us please <laughs> is like the factory there or some shit alright Brew he's testing out the new drone as he calls it It's it's an RC car pretty much He's shooting blanks. Hoke's getting pissed off at this. He's like, come on, dude. Bruce says he's still working out the kinks. He's working on it for the war games that are going to be taking place uh, against uh, Fitch's guys. It's like me it's and my Fitch, urologist. Right? Shooting blanks, doc. Work out the kinks. You tell that to your doctor. Mm-hmm. Is that what you say to him? Yeah. Seems like a surefire way to get a 
colonoscopy or something. I mean, I was going to say a hand job. They're going to have to check out your prostate. <laughs> We're almost there, guys. Not me. Well, the problem is I, I twisted my nuts up like a pretzel before I went in. <laughs> so did so you ever go funny. fishing with your dad when you were younger? He's like, what? I was like, how good are you at untying knots? You a Boy Scout, Doc? <laughs> and he's like, how the hell did you get your balls all knotted up? And I said, I just got long balls. And he said, do you ever wear a kilt? I said, yeah. You need a tan those suckers. And then I get sent home because they say my kilt's too short. <laughs> you wore the tiny kilt in there? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a regular size kilt. He just rolls the Thank waistband you. up. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do the... Um, never mind. I didn't know you wore a thong. No, I was going to say I do the little um, jort thing. You know, the girls wear the bikinis and they wear the, the short cut-off jeans and they roll the top out. Kind of shows the upper part of the bikini. We know what uh, what his uh, Pornhub search is now. Mm-hmm. Upper part of bikini. <laughs> yep, rolled up short jean shorts. It's usually Computer had a enhance. nutsack. I'm hoping that there's a... Because Google won't show you a fucking full-fledged tutorial. <laughs> I don't think it. I don't think you're supposed to wear anything under your kilt, right? You're supposed to have a free ball under there. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we've already spent an hour insulting all of our UK fans. <laughs> yeah, now I'm saying something nice. You ever, you ever hear that thing about, like, uh, anatomically, men should wear dresses and women should wear pants? Right, because they ain't got anything hanging up underneath there. But we've got. Well, seems no. weird, huh? Seems like a Gallagher Some joke. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Nothing. Let's let's move on. I know some. I know. I know some <laughs> people know, got a meat locker down there. I know. I mean, it's not. It's, they're flapping in a wind like a fucking uh, tarp in a hurricane. You know, it's. Christ. <laughs> Hulk says Fitch is up to something. Bruce says to chill. It's just a war game. They're using blanks, man. Green ammo. Oh, Hulk shit. is not impressed with Gator here. Uh, back at the scuttle, but Allison is hanging a sign and putting on a good show for all the uh, the gentlemen there in her bikini. Brew and Hulk are talking to Fitch here about the war games, and he wants Thunder to be involved in it. Hulk and Brew make fun of Fitch for not being able to hang in the seals back in the day. Uh, we cut to Trelawney. She catches up with Kelly and asks why she is dropping out of the marathon. I don't want to... Uh, uh, has this part happened yet? Because as they're walking... With Finch, uh, he's carrying Jessica. RJ is. Yeah, she comes up. Is that next? Uh, yeah, I think 
Okay. After because there's Kelly, a little bit of uh, Kelly, yeah. physical assault that happens. <laughs> or you're talking about at the bar, but when they're walking to um, the bar, yeah, to the bar and talking, uh, Jessica kind of like punches RJ, like, "Why can't I go on this thing?" And he's like, "Hit him! He's the one who blah blah blah." And Jessica fucking hits Finch, and he almost fucking clocks her back. <laughs> and RJ's like, "Hey, what the fuck, man!" <laughs> like. Just gonna fuck around. It's a. It was an odd interaction. Like, if in case you didn't know already that this guy was going to be evil, he almost fucking knocked a six-year-old girl out. Ah, Finch is a good guy. Don't start it if you can't finish it, though. (laughs) Say it's fair. It's fair. Jessica definitely wants to get involved. Uh, Florida is a stand-your-ground state, you know? Mm, we've established that. She wasn't standing. She was being carried. <laughs> I guess Fitch was standing his ground, though. Fair enough. Uh, Trudani catches up with Kelly here and asks her why she's dropping out of the marathon, uh, the marathon being a uh, jet ski race. Kelly explains that her ex-ray is going to be there. She doesn't want 300 laps in the bay. I mean, well, can you call it a marathon when we only see four minutes of it? Well, they said two hours. Like for the, or no, I think she says three hours. She says three. Yeah. Like, don't mess with me for the next three hours. I was like, God damn. You got to refuel, bitch. Yeah, they got pit crews. Yeah. Is it like Lamar? (laughs) No. How are you going to change a tire on a jet ski? You got a gas guy. You got a water guy. You got a, a one guy that scrapes the barnacles off the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they got to replace that fucking pad. <laughs> guys, we... Penny Smasher here. NASCAR runs in his family. That's a true story. He knows all about true. the pits. So your family runs in NASCAR is what you're saying? I, I have a brother-in-law that is in NASCAR. Hell yeah. The, the X, Xfinity. Jeff Gordon. No. Xfinity. That's what used to be uh, Winston or Bush? Bush. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a crew chief for one of the... What? Yeah. He's a crew chief for Cole Custer, which is uh, Stuart Haas racing. This is a reenactor here in the Gettysburg... <laughs> <laughs> Does he have severe neck pain from always like looking left? <laughs> no. Up in that tower, just no. Nope. Where are uh, pit passes? We should be down there. We should do yeah, a dude. Weekend at NASCAR. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, man. Let let us wave the the green flag. Five day rentals, dude. <laughs> <laughs> And now here to sing your national anthem. <laughs> Quit hogging the flag, dude. Oh, let me hold the fucking flag. Black flag. Black flag. You're out of the race. Hey, when I wave the flag, I'm going to do it as Paul Verhoeven, okay? Shut up. <laughs> All right. Kelly explains that her ex-ray, not her ex-ray, her ex named Ray is going to be there and she doesn't want to be competition to Ray because she's trying to 
bring the spark back with him and get God, back with this guy. I bet Ray is such a fucking stud, man. He's going to look he's like a fucking Amber Crommie model, I guess, if, if he's got Kelly just this wound up, right? Absolutely. I mean, considering that prince that she fell for, he was a 10. So Ray's got to be a 12, okay. right? Ray looks like a NASCAR driver. She's got a mullet. Ray looks like he smells bad. <laughs> Ray looks like a NASCAR fan. <laughs> yeah. Mullet and all. Ray looks like the only shower he gets is the spray of salt water that hits him on that sea dew. Allison and Trulani, they start quoting books and Barbara Streisand, but Kelly sees Ray and she ignores all their bullshit. Uh, Ray has a solid mullet, as we said. <laughs> Kelly and him hug. Here we go again with Kelly. Trulani says, oh, she's in trouble now. Uh, we cut to Jessica. She's explaining the Civil War to Fitch. Uh, Brew makes a joke about how they're going to kick ass at the war games. Uh, they explain what green ammo is, which is blanks. Uh, Fitch says that the war games is land-based only. Brew informs Fitch that Thunder is land-based. Blanks, lemon. <laughs> it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Finch talks some more shit about... Uh, or he says you need a five-man team. Uh, Thunder Hall's ass to Cedar Key. This is where... Uh, did I skip a fucking page? <laughs> no. Okay. He says he needs a five-man team. Uh, they don't really address that. And then how many pages? Hogan says, how you doing all right, buddy? do you have for a 40-minute episode? I have eight pages. Oh, shit. But that includes all three episodes. Oh, okay. Anyway, they head to Cedar Key because that's where the war games are taking place. Uh, the crew, they get to Cedar's Key. Jessica starts filming. I guess this is for a history report. A history report. Uh, they explore the woods. Brew is using... S- zero interest in Brew's dance moves. He's trying to keep things fucking light. She's trying to get an A. She's like, you're going to drag me the fuck down, Brew. <laughs> I'm trying to get an education. Get the fuck out of your guys' house. All right. Brew is using some new tools here. Uh, through the As they're going through the woods. Uh, Jessica starts narrating some Civil War history. She mentions the Rebel Yell. And all of a sudden, one goes off. Hulk blames Brew. Then all of a sudden, we get a shitload of Civil War soldiers coming out of the fog here. Brew and Hulk are very confused. Uh, These guys start fighting, and they are stuck in the middle of it. So they kind of edge their way over out of it. They finally get to the other side. Brew is cracking jokes. Slavers to the left of me. Yankees to the right. Stuck in the middle with with brew. (laughs) That's a good one. 
It was a good one. And then good some, night, everybody. Some guy's getting his fucking ear sliced off. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to save it. I'm going to have to cut it off. <laughs> all right, they finally get to the other side. Brew's cracking all kinds of jokes. Some uh, rebel soldiers jump up and ask what Hulk and Brew are doing there. One guy explains who he is. This is George. Uh, Jessica says that uh, he ex- George explains this, uh, the story of his great great uncle. Uh, Jessica's like, "Oh yeah, we studied that in school." Uh, this guy tries to take uh, Hulk and Brew and Jessica as prisoners because the Union Army guys have come up and they're like, "Dude, that's against the rules. You can't take civilians as prisoners." George complains that he wants to at least win one battle. If they're in the middle of the battlefield, I mean, <laughs> he shouldn't have been there. He wandered in. These are uh, Civil War reenactors, if I didn't explain that. Um, Did you think it was like one of those Japanese guys that was stuck on the island for 50 years because he thought that war was still going on. Like, Wouldn't that have made first, the episode so much better? That these guys were like still Civil War dudes? Yeah. Yeah, it would have been so much better if it was that way. They Will we thunder. ever get an episode where fucking Thunder goes so fast with hyd- Hydra Thrusts it goes into the past? <laughs> like it pulls a Superman? I don't know. It'd, I mean, it jumped a fucking bridge. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll get, we'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. And it can get to Tandanasia in 30 minutes, so. Yeah, it went to England in like 15. So you might be on to something. Well, they took the tube, Dan. <laughs> All right, George says that he's just... Just go ahead and kill me. So he does his best uh, death acting here. One of the un- or one of the Union soldiers shoots him. Uh, we get a quick cut to a Sisu uh, advertisement with some jet skiers doing all kinds of tricks in the water. Uh, Kelly and Ray are riding around on the jet skis in a very romantic way. See, if he trains with her added weight on the Sea-Doo, it'll go faster during the actual race. It's like how, you know, batters put the donut on. Yeah. Runners throw the little parachute on him. Mm-hmm. He's just got to be careful, though, because if he gets used to it, he'll just, you know, flip yeah, up onto the nose. Yeah. 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 Did you see that mad air them Sea-Doos were catching? Like six. Yeah. You think that's what the, the mullet's for, though, Kron? To keep him the weight in the back. Stabilization. Yeah, it acts like a spoiler Mm -hmm. coming out of that helmet. Has anybody ever rode a jet ski here? Yeah. I've piloted one. Never done it. It's fun. It takes a little it takes a little bit because you have to you have to throttle while you turn. So you may not be throttling, but you're trying to turn and you'll sort of freak out. So a lot of people, like when they have accidents and stuff, when they first start, it's because your brain, you think, oh, I still have forward momentum. I should be able to turn left or right. I'm sorry, uh, fucking starboard or port. Um, But you have to throttle in order for that thing to your rudder to force you that way. 
And I'm speaking from firsthand experience because I just went right into the fucking hull of a ship. <laughs> a little party cruiser. Did they at least throw you Bunch a drink? Of, no, they were fucking laughing at me. It was people that I was with. So Was the ship okay? <laughs> yeah, it was no, fine. It was didn't Titanic okay? or anything. That's good. My pride was hurt. It's always the worst. Uh, so Rain. little of it too. That's the bummer. <laughs> yeah, well, get a green herb and a yellow herb and craft them together. And there you go. You'll be all right. Uh, wait for the red. Hmm. That's how you get the real benefit. Yeah. Ray and Kelly, they're back on dry land. Ray gives her a gift, some ugly ass earrings, <laughs> something about their first date. The fuck are they? Unicorns? Like, yeah, horses. Carousel. Carousel. Carousel horses. Some shit. Yeah. They start reminiscing about it. Ray asks about uh, her sculpting dream. That was brought back up. Yeah. Well, I think at first he's like, I think he says, don't tell me how to ride my jet ski and I won't tell you how to paint. And then she's like, yeah, that's coming up. Crow. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah, because he asked her about it, and then spoiler, alert. she starts, she starts to answer him, and he sh- he just interrupts, and he's like, "I don't really know about my performance today on the jet ski," and she's kind of confused, and she so she starts talking about that, and he's like, "Look, don't give me advice about the jet ski. You don't know anything about it. I don't tell you about your art." Uh, Ray turns into a dick about it. Uh, back at Cedar Key, Hulk talks to George about bringing the men in on their team. So he, it, this isn't the scene where he basically starts to pump her for information about the the waves and like he's like he basically says like the waters out there are kind of weird. Like, could I ask for your assistance? And she's we start getting the hint that he's just trying to get tips out of uh, her. Maybe he does. I pass that up okay he was being a i'm thorough baby the whole point of their story was like he ignored her advice and then she's like no i'm a real fucking steedu pro yeah but smasher what'd you get out of it yeah the seemed like he was trying to get information out of her and then she tried to start giving him stuff and he's like no i need to hear from an expert not you Yes. How hard is it to figure out how a fucking wave works? I mean, I mean, did, you know the Bill O'Reilly quote: "Wave comes in, wave goes out." You can't explain that. Nobody knows. I think it's tide comes in, tide comes out. Yeah. And then Neil deGrasse Tyson got on Instagram and just fucking blasted his ass. <laughs> As he will. Yeah, I guess he's trying to get advice out of her and then tells her to pretty much shut the fuck up. Uh, we cut back to Cedar Key here. Hulk oh, talks to... fuck. I hope when Arrow releases the Thunder in Paradise Blu-ray that they get Neil deGrasse Tyson to do commentary on each episode. Ugh. Why would he ever do that? Because it'd be fucking great. Just Fine. a blast out. 
scientific information about how yeah. this all works, how hyperspeed mm-hmm. could this work. Hyperspeed, the the laser. Mm-hmm. You guys think laser tower Neil thing? deGrasse Tyson's ever been on a jet ski? Hell yeah. Dude, he probably built one when he was four in his mm-hmm. bathtub. Out of Legos and, Didn't and he his mom's hairspray. Kind of get canceled. I think he, I think he pushed through it. Did he? Yeah. Okay. I think it was out of this world. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I don't know. I, I'm afraid to talk about it because I don't want to spread information that's not correct. I know he's coming to St. Louis soon. Well, you can ask. He's him doing like a speaking. Then. Yeah, that'd be my well, one not. question. Hey, are you canceled? Should I be here right now? Mm-hmm. And if you are, I want my money back. Why isn't there any Bud Light at the beer cart? Could somebody also explain that to me? Can you explain how Hyper Boost works in Thunder and Paradise, please? Thank you. Be like me, me after the show. All right. Could Thunder ever go so fast that it travels through time? Hulk talks with George about bringing his men in on their team for the war games with Fitch. Hulk says Fitch will flip whenever Civil War soldiers show up. Bruce says these guys are reenactors. They don't know shit about real combat. George defends this and says the Civil War definitely had real combat. Uh, He also introduces his crew. And drop some more Civil War knowledge. George introduces his crew. They're all accountants. Pause. Hey <laughs> Chad? We got, some, we got some fist pumps. Yeah. 50% of this podcast is uh, in the accounting feeling good about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> is this episode woke or not? Do you think this episode would have actually been wrote today? Well, there are parts where that guy George comes up and he's like, I just want to win one for once. And then his buddy's like, the South fucking lost, dipshit. Like, get over it. But he he corrects by saying, not the war, just like a battle. Like, for once, I don't, like... It's a mean, different fucking time, man. I went to the school in the 90s in the South, and there was definitely a lot of uh, misinformation and uh, animosity towards the other side that actually won. So, And it doesn't help that they actually were the rebels. Bruin... Yes. So at points in the episode, people are like, the South can't win because they're all losers. But then at the same time, Hulk is like, let's show them how the boys in the South do it. It's like, yes. <laughs> you could have easily fixed the problem by saying this was a fake battle that the North lost, you know, <laughs> and just put them with some Yankees. But. Well, technically, you have. 
rebels beating the army or the navy here. Are they no, army? The I army. think they're army. Army. But maybe that was just the the navy writers being like, <laughs> "Got him." Hey, this is an incredibly stupid premise. <laughs> so. <laughs> The show just, or just our show? Both. All but of it. the <laughs> but particularly this episode. All right. Brew agrees, but he thinks this is a stupid idea. He's not impressed. The next morning, Hulk and Brew dress up as Civil War soldiers. Uh, they show the news that are the new guys, all the laser target systems that they're going to use for the war games. I already had this outfit, brother. Uh, they tell a story about... Just hold your hand over the fucking sensor. Come on, man. It's true. Just put you're a piece a, of tape. You're a rebel. Uh, they tell a story about how one guy in the Civil War dressed up as a lady to uh, distract... Uh, during a battle, Brew's like, oh, great, we got drunks in drag. Uh, Brew always being offensive on every level. That's what this TV show's about. George explains, uh, well, yeah, like I said, he explained that story. They all do the rebel yell. Uh, we cut to Fitch and his crew. They can hear the rebel yells going on. Fitch says they've already given up their position. Let the war games begin, gentlemen. Brew comes out dressed as a woman. At least they did it in the morning and not at the midnight hour. It wasn't a full moon that night. Hulk tells him to make sure he looks sexy because he wants to win. Uh, back on the beach at the scuttlebutt, you, Kelly I like chats the, with... I like the one guy, like... Uh, George's partner that's like, it's not fair. It was my turn to wear the... <laughs> like, he's he's pretty bummed that, that Brew came in and took, stole, his stole his thunder in paradise. Yeah. You look as good as my buddy's wife. <laughs> Show you how the South really... What? Dear Evelyn, I write to you in a time of turmoil. Brother against brother. And worse... Some damn Yankee took my role as the drag queen. And even worse. When I came out for this she weekend looked pretty good. <laughs> I'm sorry to say I've been unfaithful to you. <laughs> By the way, I think I'm gay. I'll take the kids every other weekend. Putting quill to paper has always been painful. This will be my last and most painful yet. For a little bit till I get used to it. Please send me four cases of Bud Light. <laughs> P.S. It I'm is so now happy my I can favorite drink it beer. Now. Oh, I'll have long. That Kid Rock video is so fucking lame, man. God damn it. I've just I've just seen like steals of it. I haven't Oh man. What I a, don't I don't want to go on YouTube and yeah, give him a, I'm, give him a view. I, I, just. I, I'm legit just going to buy some Bud Light just in 
because that's honestly what it's going to take. Like, it's just going to take fucking Ford uh, putting eight drag queens in a Ford F-150 commercial, like, in a truck bed and just say, you know what I mean? Like, you're just going to have to get these companies, like, on board. And I'm, it, I wish it would go faster, you know, and just call it woke, call it whatever. Like, just give people fucking rights. But uh, I got to tell you... <laughs> I could get rock shooting four cases of Bud Light. I don't know. It's kind of fucking funny. So. Uh. <laughs> Somebody put out a picture of him with like a famous drag queen in, at, chi- uh, in Chicago. At a party he hosted. He yeah, invited the drag queen. He's drinking Bud a Bud Light. Light and wearing a Coors hat. <laughs> like, the man is a walking contradiction. I mean, he still <sighs> bought the beer, though, right? That he shot? I mean... Yeah, and he still bought what a bought. So, I mean... <laughs> Did he buy what a bought the beer? <laughs> good one. That's a good one, Chad. Thanks. When they ask him for ID, he <laughs> My name is Kid. <laughs> he can't do that note anymore. <sighs> Back at the beach at the scuttlebutt, Kelly chats with Jessica about the war games. Jessica's upset that she couldn't be there. And Kelly has some regrets about not being in the race. Uh, she sees Ray with another lady here, and they had the same fucking lame-ass earrings that Ray gave her earlier. She throws them at him, of course. Ray calls her a sore loser as she walks away. Uh, we cut back to the war games. Fitch and crew are on the hunt. They move through the woods. Out comes Sexy Brew. Uh, out pops Hogan and the guys, and they take out Finch's, or Fitch's men here. Is that your Never underestimate sexy brew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you draw I a little said, stick figure with like big titties? I just said brew. I didn't what are you talking about? Like no one calls him that, so that's your note. But sexy brew? <laughs> I didn't say it. I said brew. I'm saying sexy brew. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, at the end of this episode I was like, bring that sexy brew back. Uh, never underestimate the power of a lady. One of Fitch's guys confronts Hulk, getting all up in his face, wanting to know what's going on. Uh, Brew asks him, is that a musket in your pocket? Are you just happy to see me? And then just fucking decks this dude in the face. Boner. Then Hulk throws a, throws the dude across the woods. Throws him like 30 feet. Looks good. Yeah. Brew and Hulk head back to the camp. What is this? The and Highland Games? It's the next one. Next episode. Oh, okay. Uh, then live mortar rounds start coming in, so they all take cover. Uh, we cut to live bullets being loaded into a magazine and one green ammo, which is, they explain to us is a blank. If no one caught that. Every time you um, say that, my fucking 
ball throbs. As soon as this live ammo starts going off, wouldn't you be the hell out of there? These guys yeah. aren't fighting for ideology nor money. Why are they staying? Pride. I guess. Where'd the rest of the reenactment go? <laughs> Back to work. <laughs> it's Monday. It's the end of the month. They got fucking uh, yeah, ledgers to fucking balance, bro. It's fucking closed, dude. <laughs> uh, one of these guys in the crew asked Brew if Fitch's guys are going to use live ammunition as well on purpose. Brew's like, I don't know. He says Hulk will find out. George goes with Hulk. George ignores Hulk as they come up onto uh, Fitch's guys. Hulk tells him to stay back, but he just fucking charges on in. He does a little like, oh, I thought there were some Yankees here. He pulls a fake rank on him. Because he doesn't want to listen to Hulk and Hulk's like uh, a good soldier listens to orders. And he's like, yeah, and I'm a general. (laughs) I mean, are you really? No. I'm ma- no, not really. I'm master and commander of this fake army. <laughs> uh, he does a little show talking about he thought there were some Yankees down here, and then they all they just both pop out and start taking these guys out. Of course, by taking them out, I mean shooting their little laser tag thing. Hulk joins in on the fun as well. Oh, there's a funny part in here where. I think Hulk is explaining how the laser sensor works. And he's like, all right, you get one reset. And then after that, you're really dead. It's like, just like real life, I guess. I mean. (laughs) Is it though? You want to try? No. Who wants to volunteer? No, it's not like that at all. I don't know why you get one reset. (laughs) No, I'm still alive. It's when you find the Lord and they give you another life. Okay. That's how that works. Religion, Quran, duh. Like a born again thing? Yeah, right? Does that You're come like, with a nine volt battery? Oh, uh, I believe. Come back. We heard about the miracle in Joplin, didn't you? No. The. The. Guy from James River, uh, I guess in Springfield, he had a sermon. He said a lady that was at their Joplin campus sprouted three toes that were amputated previously. Where are they? Just for prayer. Where are they growing from? <laughs> Grow back on her feet. Oh, okay. That's we the best to spot. to the CDC. So... Uh, a little context that's uh, Springfield and Joplin, Missouri, and James River Church is like a mega church. Mega church. Right? They've got fucking franchises across the state. Um, that's good. That's good that that's what uh, Jesus is doing, is bringing back toes. But also... Well, now they're... Now, and now not they're full like, children. Now they're like, we want to see the toes. That's, and now it's just radio silence. They're not doing anything. It's an excellent follow-up. <laughs> yeah. We should see the toes if they're growing back. There's a website, Show Me the Toes. 
Now that you're caught up on all of Missouri's local For international listeners, uh, Missouri is known as the Show Me State. Yes. It will be referenced again in one of these episodes, I believe. It might be this one. Um, The toes or the Show Me State thing? No, the Show Me State. The toes. The thing he did in Missouri? Yep. Yeah. One of Finch's goons starts shooting at Hulk... And he can immediately tell that these are live rounds that he's shooting. So they take cover. Hulk moves pretty quick and takes this dude out, punches him. Uh, he questions him on where the rest of the unit is. He says, on the way to your camp. Hulk and George hightail it back. But they stop. Hulk moves a giant-ass rock to reveal a tunnel somehow. Fucking Chris Redfield's this fucking boulder. <laughs> Resident Evil 5 reference. Uh, They hop in. Back at camp, Brew and the rest of the crew are just kind of sitting around, and they've realized that Fitch's guys are moving in. Uh, Fitch sees uh, his guys. Jesus, guys. Oh, he sees the guys that Hulk fucked up earlier, him and George. Uh, And he wants to see. uh, This guy says he wants to see Hulk and Brew go down. This is the guy that Hulk threw across the uh, woods. Uh, Fitch gives him a magazine and tells him to take the lead. And he says, I'm going back to the boat. Uh, inside our tunnel here, Hulk and George make their way through. We got some skeleton action. Kron? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I was just saying, maybe it's a good skeleton. I don't... You're the skeleton I've master. Seen better skeletons. Just, yeah. All right. Okay. So it's like I was a asking. plastic fucking Hobby Lobby skeleton to me. All right. Uh, George discovers uh, this is like his great great uncle because he have his, has a knife in his back. And then he's all depressed because he's like, oh, he was a coward because he was running away. And Hulk's like, he's not. He, look at the way he's laying. He was running towards them or some shit. I don't even know what he says. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. close. Yeah. I guess you're right. So he saves the day here. Back at camp, Brew and the crew are hiding from Fitch's men. I would have fucking loved if he was just bullshitting the whole time. And at the end of the episode, Brew's like, that's pretty cool about his skeleton, huh? And RJ would be like, no, I just flipped. I just flipped it over. He was a total fucking pussy. But... (laughs) Total bitch, bro. I just got sick of fucking hearing this guy bitch about it, so who gives a shit? Bringing these guys on was the worst thing I did, brother. Um, Fitch's guys, they start uh, their assault on Brew and the other two. Uh, The other two accountants get taken out immediately. Uh, Brew takes off with the flag. He stands his ground and starts taking these dudes out. Uh, Fitch gives final, or Fitch's guys finally take Brew down because they all gang up on him. Uh, but not before he beats the shit out of a few of them. Uh, the guy from earlier, his name's Corell. He loads the magazine that Fitch gave him. Bruce says, chill out, it's just a game. Uh, would you? Would it make you feel better if I let you shoot me? Uh, Bruce says to him, Carell's, uh does shoot him, and Bruce's uh, laser tag detector goes off. 
So it wasn't a real round. Whew. Did you guys get scared? No. Okay. I was hoping <laughs> it was a live round. <laughs> Uh, that's not enough for uh, Corell. He wants more, so he starts fighting Brew. Even if they killed him in this episode, he'd just come back next episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's bulletproof. Brew it. Bulletproof? No, don't. That's offensive, dude. <laughs> Hulk sneaks in and George at this time, and they start kicking ass as well. Kicks and punches galore. Corell uh, finds him or finds this weapon and all this chaos and aims it at Hulk but George sacrifices himself and jumps in front of him and oh shit this was a live round so George does get shot in the shoulder uh, Fitch gave me that or Hulk's like this is a live round Fitch says he gave or Fitch gave me that clip and he and he said he went back to the boat he is kind of like your great-great-uncle who got shot in battle would be so proud of you for getting shot out here today. He saved his life. Yeah, but family's just fucking cannon fodder, dude. <laughs> uh, Hulk thanks George for saving his life. Uh, and they call in Gator. Bruce sets it all up. Thunder activates Gator. Gator rolls off into the woods to find Fitch. Doesn't take very long. Uh, he starts hitting him with stun grenades. Fitch runs, but Gator keeps up with the firepower. Uh, Brew lets Hulk know Fitch is coming his way. Hulk knocks him out. Hulk shows him a magazine with the live rounds. Should have just ran up some stairs. <laughs> you couldn't get him. They're zigzagged. Never seen him. Uh, Hulk acts like he's going to shoot him, but doesn't. Fitch says he's he was way better than the both of them when they were in the seals. Uh, he says, "No, no, you weren't. Navy seals have honor. That's something you'll never have." Uh, Fitch tries to hit Hulk, but Hulk smashes him up pretty good here. Uh, back at the scuttlebutt, we go to the jet ski race. It's about to start. Kelly has entered, and Ray sees this. He's not very impressed. Stay out of my way for the next three hours. We got some jet ski racing action with Kelly here. She does this, this whole on. thing without goggles. It's tough. Yeah. Salt water and shit. I mean, I'm, I know it's so we know that it's actually Kelly on the fucking Sea-Doo. But... Did this bring her up in your guys' book? Like, all right. Okay. Doesn't know how to keep a man, but she can ride a fucking jet ski. Ouch. I've never seen any of her shitty art either, so. <laughs> it's just art. She was working shit. on a sculpture in the pilot out on the beach. Yeah, but she's got. I, all, it, I bet she's got thirty started projects. You, you don't just find marble hanging around the Florida beaches. You know, take some time. Bust. Gotta fly that shit in. I bet the hotel is just full of fucking marble columns. Yeah. She's just itching to chip away at. <laughs> Busted out of somebody's <laughs> McMansion over there. Yeah. 
All right, this goes on for a few minutes, but Kelly finally pulls out the victory, of course. Ray is pissed. Kelly calls him the sword loser. Uh, they got the, the seal flag hanging at the scuttlebutt. She button. almost falls in the water when she's running up to the beach. <laughs> like at the, the crowd of people that are cheering her on after she wins the race. Too. Yeah, she almost fucking face plants. What's his name almost falls in the next episode at the end of it. Yeah. I noticed. All right. They got the Navy SEAL flag hanging at the scuttlebutt. Brew gives cheers George and Kel- to, uh, to George and Kelly. Uh, George tells the story of his great, great uncle. Uh, end credits on episode nine, gentlemen, of Thunder and Paradise. Whew. We need a PP, or are we good? Uh, yeah, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and close this thing out. All right, welcome back. We're in the third act of this episode, an episode that should be 20 minutes. But uh, three hours. Hey, we're talking a whole series here on the box set. This is a major task, guys. This is a major league task. And we're up for it. And I get to be your closer. All right. But before we start, let's get the uh, usual business out of the way. Uh, Hit up the Discord. Hit Twitter. Hit Instagram. Uh, If you're coming to Five Day Rentals because of Thunder in Paradise, I'm sorry. But we also do uh, the... Uh, other stuff that's more fun and more high energetic. Uh, I, I think we're feeling the the weight of this decision, which will continue for another year. Uh, Chad, the Penny Smasher, thanks for hopping on with us. Sure. Uh, always a blast when you're here. Um, what else we got? Uh, if you're boycotting a beverage because they uh, are trying to be woke, you're a fucking loser. Um But also, if you had CNN on all goddamn week, uh, hoping that there would be fucking riots because somebody paid off a hooker, uh, you're also kind of a fucking loser. Like, uh, move on with your fucking life. That's actress. Actress. Porn actress. I'm sorry. Sorry, Stormy. A star. (laughs) Star. I got a whole category of her movies that we're going to do. Oh, Oh yeah. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Chad's like, I'm gonna guess on those ones. Alright, we're talking Thunder in Paradise, episode ten. How am I supposed to Distant make it to the end? Sound of Thunder. Of any of those. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, that's the game, buddy. Man, we open with bagpipes. We also open with the name Sherman Hemsley. In the credits? What are we in for? (laughs) We got some Scottish games on some sort of military facility. Out, of course, on a beach. This is Thunder in Paradise. We got stone throws. We got pole tosses. It's the Highland Games. And so begins me not able to understand half of the dialogue through this episode. So please help me out. 
some commander comes in. He starts berating one of the soldiers for not throwing the electrical pole hard enough. He goes on about how we trained for the Highland Games to make us more in bullet combat. Right? And you're watching this and you're going, what the fuck does this have to do with like combat and discipline? Well, hell, in episode nine, we saw fucking RJ toss some dude. Right? So there's fucking battle relevance here. Yeah, that guy. Maybe everybody should be doing the Highland Games. That guy probably weighed as much as a telephone pole. <laughs> yeah. I guess we do do the Highland Games. They're just called CrossFit now, right? Mm-hmm. That was a telephone pole? I thought it was a fucking hot dog. What fucking hot dogs are you eating, dude? <laughs> There's. When Been he on the throws, rollers for a while, huh? When Hulk throws it, dude, it fucking wobbles. It looks like a fucking. They just threw a hot dog in the air and filmed it. <laughs> So this leader of this uh, of this group, after he's done berating this one guy, another soldier runs up and says, "We've got reports of possible insurgents." You think the they, filming day when they threw all the hot dogs, nobody had craft services? <laughs> so Hulk was just we're gonna need these. Hulk was just fucking <laughs> tossing them. What? I don't get to eat lunch, brother. This is bullshit. Take it no, up. that Take it that up was the, the union. one big hot dog that they cut up after the scene for everybody. Everybody just got a chunk of that. Holy, holy shit, was that the hot dog they used in robot jocks? <sighs> We're down in the command center, flattering their willing to die just to take our picture. Abort their mission. So there's a recon coming up on there on their island but this crew shoots a rocket great CG helicopter explosion mm-hmm. it's great mm-hmm. sure I didn't stutter if it was in a movie you'd give it four stars <laughs> hell yeah you know what I like and I know what I like <laughs> back of the scuttlebutt Jessica is appropriated yet another culture, and she started fortune-telling with some rune stones. She's surrounded by the studs and babes in their swimming attire. Why are they paying attention to this? I mean... uh, They believe this girl has some sort of... When Jessica grows up and she's no longer the center of attention, she's going to have a lot of problems. She's going to be one of the girls in the craft. You think they're like, well, maybe we should stop asking True Lonnie to babysit. Light as a feather, <laughs> stiff as a hot dog. Light as a feather, <laughs> stiff as a hot dog. <laughs> Holy shit, you're floating, Jessica. Watch me turn my hair gray. I gave that rune girl my last $600. <laughs> so Jessica's going on about some impending doom, something she foretells in the stones. And on this, we smash cut over to RJ in thunder, mid-chase. They're hunting down some gun runners. This is the shit you want. They have to take out these gun runners, but they got to take them alive, though. My trigger fingers are itching, brew. Well, don't scratch, man. The gun runners are shooting back at thunder, but of course, unaffected by these measly M16s. RJ has had enough and starts firing back. Pretty surgical with that 50 cal. 
but it's just to remind him. They yeah. switch over to the laser pulse. He manages not to shoot either of them with two mini guns mounted on the boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there would be nothing left. Zero casualties. <laughs> they target lock on this engine with the uh, laser pulse. The boat is hurt. The goons jump out. But there's the, the pilot of the boat. Uh, he tries to run off for a little bit longer, but uh, he eventually gives up. RJ and Brew, they report back uh, with their update to Commander Thackeray. Uh, he tells them, hey, we need you to report back. We got another mission. They ask, we'll tell you when you get back. Like, he's being a little coy. Uh-oh. Thunder starts receiving an abnormal transmission. Starts freaking out. We got a system crash. Thunder starts going crazy. It's got a mind of its own. It takes off, enters a channel off the coast, starts to initial hydro thrust, starts flying through this channel at up to 400 miles an hour, I guess, and RJ is still able to pilot this thing and steer it without no. hitting anything in the channel. No. What? Impossible. Yes. Oh, well, for a normal man. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I wrote my my notes. This is one episode for sure where you know where the commercial breaks are. Like yeah. in the rip that we watched, it's the most obvious, I think, of any ones that we've watched so far. So we cut back. Thunder's still speeding through. Um, like we said, if he was uh, any less of a man, this boat would have crashed. But RJ's managing to uh, maneuver it somewhat safely. They're about to redline. They're going to blow up before they run out of gas. They start approaching a bridge. RJ says it's too low to go under. Brew challenges him. No, come on, man. Let's try it. Nope. RJ orders Brew to activate a hydro jump. Sure. Why, Fucking Thunder why launches. You build your boat with the ability to jump. A thing that all boats need to be able to do. I mean, do. that's where Nolan got it for the tumbler, right? People want to see jump. People want to see jump. What was the song that Michael Jackson sang for Free Willy? Uh, Billy Jean is not my lover. I can't. He's just the whale that... Flops into the sky. God damn it. What was the... We got a girl in a thong here. On the bridge? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Risky there, Thunder in Paradise. Nowadays, that's that's all you'd see. (laughs) Huh? It's the one that goes. Trying to get to the chorus here. Yeah. Are you listening to 
This is great podcasting. Me listening to <laughs> Michael Jackson while you guys just sit there. Uh, let me look up these lyrics. It reminded me. Hold me that. like the River Jordan. And I will then say to thee. Come on. Do it in your falsetto. You were my friend. <laughs> that was a Free Willy Michael Jackson song. Throw a shaman in there. Crown, does Free Willy count on your animal's attack? No. We are in hour two. One could argue nobody is listening. This is for the four of us. So uh, the, 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 the self-imposed pressure is eating me alive. All right. So this boat. Greg has to listen. He's got to know act, what's going on. Activates hydro launch. Jumps over this bridge. We got people fishing. People on looking. A very suggestive shot of some water dripping uh, on this sexy lady, right? Mm-hmm. A couple sexy ladies. Yeah. Yeah, Thunder finishes <laughs> on these two. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, that shit. was bruise. <laughs> yeah. All right, they finally decide they need to start dumping fuel. They're able to finally slow down. Thunder shuts off. Just dump it in the water. It doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> Who gives a shit? This water's polluted as fuck anyway. It's Florida. They notice a tugboat nearby. And you didn't have to wait. That's Sherman Hensley. He's our tugboat captain. He's talking to his girl. We're all just children of Neptune. Is he about to just sink this boat? Just go off into that murky darkness he uh pulls a flare gun up to the side of his head (laughs) (laughs) rj decides hey maybe this guy will give us a ride back let me go talk to him brew reminds him uh hey just be careful with all that fuel out there brew's gonna start diagnosing thunder while they're chatting the tugboat captain decides to light his pipe he does so and then throws his match in the water he ultimately lights all the fucking fuel vapor. RJ's barely able to jump out of the way. Cut to them uh, having been towed back. Bruce arguing that at least the guy could have... Uh, it's the least he could have done after almost destroying Thunder. With the fuel you dumped in the water. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they decide to call the commander and ask about the mission. They're going to wait to inform the, uh, the commander, though, about uh, Thunder's computer issue until they know what the mission entails. A computer genius from Scotland has created a stronghold for himself and a small army on an island in the Caymans. He's used the internet to link into the world banking system, and he will erase the bank accounts of millions of innocent investors in exactly 11 hours. The commander tells them that it's impossible to get to the island because of their radar and massive firepower. A highly volatile situation. RJ he, tells the commander, At least he hasn't uploaded my private videos, brother. <laughs> I mean, they're hey. on the Caymans. Why can't they just physically rob these banks? Because it, uh, the Caymans is like a... Uh, 
It's like a cloud bank. It's not real. It's like ones and zeros. It's not Fort Knox. It's just where all the Bitcoin servers are. Yes. Goldfinger. Pussy galore. Cron, why don't you watch the Bond franchise? I don't know. Who's got time to watch fucking 39 movies? George and Greg did it in less than two months or something. Yeah. And they finished the Rockies. Yeah. That's impressive. I mean, (laughs) I can't do it. Those guys care. I got two other podcasts I got to be on. I got a video game I'm trying to S+. Life's tough, man. Yeah. Got a lot going on. RJ's trying to tell the commander about Thunder's (laughs) issues, but Brute cuts him off. We'll take the assignment. He tells RJ, it takes a computer genius to bust a computer genius. I've got two hours to prep Thunder before this mission. Do we believe that Brew is a computer genius? No. I mean, me neither. I didn't believe that either. Absolutely not. I mean, he He has... talks more to the computer than actually... (laughs) key stuff in yeah but he had to program that computer for it to respond to those human commands I think that's all just some wires and coding ain't easy man I think you guys are shitting themselves having to work 18 hours a day pimping ain't easy coding is the new pimping oh oh I think he just programmed a soundboard for Thunder, and he just hits the hyperbooster engaged. <laughs> That's all he's done. You know, like those buttons that they give for pets for, you know, so let's say food or whatever. Mm-hmm. He just pushes buttons. I do like the, the logic of Thunder do this. Like, it activates via voice command, but he still has to type constantly while in the boat. Right? Yeah. Like what? And the way he's typing is like 300 words per minute. Yeah. I guess it's not very cinematic to just sit back in the boat and just yell commands. Right? <laughs> like you got to have a mix. You got to you, you got to have that fucking mechanical that you know makes him feel like he's doing something. It makes the viewer think that he's doing something. Yeah. And the it gives the actor something to do. <laughs> All right. So the tugboat captain is hanging out with Jess at the house. So this whole uh, discussion about them taking the mission and stuff happens just a few feet away from Jess, like talking to tugboat captain about his son. Uh, tugboat captain keeps, keeps a picture of his son inside of his cap. The picture falls out. They start going on. He's got zero interest in getting his fortune read by Jess. Um, Brew hints that he has a plan. And then we cut to two uptight inspectors that show up to check on Thunder before the mission. So 
I guess this must be a really, really important mission because we haven't seen this like inspection process before. <laughs> These two dudes that show up, they're fucking shocked to find out that Brew and RJ are claiming that the tugboat is Thunder. Are you saying this wreckage is the infamous Thunder? These fucking rubes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they British? Uh, it, they're probably connected to the world banking thing, whatever conglomerate is freaking out about this investment hack. So they said they said they were from the special sea forces. They need to be fired because they're idiots. Yeah. Captain speaks up. Who calls the albatross wreckage? Uh, Captain, uh, <laughs> or the, the dude responds is, who in the blazes are you? RJ and Brule laugh it off and they say the captain is actually the highest decorated SEAL team commander in North America. They start riffing off a bunch of medals and shit that he's uh, received over his illustrious career. The gist of this whole thing, though, is they're claiming that uh, the tugboat is just thunder with a shell, right? This way they can infiltrate. Yeah. One of the inspectors, he goes on about our villain. He lost millions in the 88 stock market crash, and he's now planting a trace virus into the world banking system. We have no time for pranks. That inspector gets pissed, tries to blow him off, but the other one, he's like, actually, you know what? This plan is genius. And I wish you well on your mission. We cut to Jess reading the captain's fortune finally. She's reading her rocks or runestones, whatever they are. She brings up the son. The captain admits that he's been lying to his son his whole life. That he's a Navy hero. RJ and Brew, they're just... Stolen valor much? Hell yeah. RJ and Brew, they're discussing the plan. Um, I wear this suit into the... McDonald's so I get a free large fry. <laughs> You're just a tugboat captain. Shut up. Captain's a captain. RJ goes ahead. Uh, RJ's going to go ahead to the island on the tug. It's a two-hour trip. That's plenty of time for Brew to fix Thunder and catch up. RJ wants the captain to go with him. Somehow, in the 30 seconds of Jessica just finding out about the captain's son, RJ now knows, like, uh, I want to see if he's going to go with us because Jess told me that he wants to impress his son. So, geographically, this sequence makes no sense, but it is Thunder in Paradise, a a 90s (laughs) syndicated television show, so shut the fuck up. Oh, isn't there a part around here, too, where... I think it's like a little earlier where they're talking about taking the tugboat and trying to convince them it's thunder. And Bruce says something like, dude, the bills are coming due. Uh, We need that 5K per day plus expenses. It's like, what are your fucking bills like? (laughs) What is rent that you're the, the one house you share together? Yeah, they're paying for those expensive hookers, dude. Uh, actresses, Dan. Oh, sorry, actresses, um, stars, workers. Now, the whole point of him marrying Megan was that she would pay off the debt of Thunder. Uh, 
So Thunder should be somewhat paid for. I guess there's continual Doesn't... some continual upkeep. And he owns the Scuttlebutt, but yeah, I guess since nobody ever pays for a beer at the Scuttlebutt, yeah, yeah, maybe that's Just trying to figure out five grand money is the there. fucking tab. Yeah, they're covering like fifty people's <laughs> bar tab mm-hmm. every month. I guess the trade-off is any of these people will watch Jessica whenever you need them to. Free babysitting, man. All right, we're at the uh, Scottish Hackers stronghold. <laughs> the virus is going to upload in two hours and 11 minutes. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, a thousand terrorists when 10,000 bombs can never cause the chaos and devastation that I will create with one ultimate keystroke. <laughs> the tug is making its way down south. What? I'm just going to say jerk off jokes, guys. Come on. You said the tug is making its way down south. Yeah, That's where I like uh, my tug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> making my tug down south. Pull in fast. Face in blasts. Remember that song, Crow? Yeah. Trying hard to hold off. All right. Oh, God, RJ I'm calls. Pop. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to look up the lyrics to that. I'm not going to look up the lyrics to that. All right. Now, RJ and the captain just get a little tiff. RJ's calling the captain out like, hey, man, I know you were trying to sink this boat. All right. And then we cut back to uh, Brew. He's working on Thunder. Classic scene with him yelling at it. You don't even know what a virus is. Jess interrupts. Stop kissing me. (laughs) Don't. No, I don't want to kiss you. Stop it, you bad bitch. Thunder's full of goo. Bruce starts to explain the situation. He's like, Thunder, hyper suck. <laughs> yeah, now it's time to get out all the attachments Spencer doesn't know about. Warning, I am not on the pill. <laughs> That's how they had Gator. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, he's. He's trying to say, like, hey, we're trying to stop this dude from stealing a bunch of money. Now, imagine if you lost the $17 in your piggy bank. She's like, oh, fuck, that'd be terrible. He goes back to working on the system. We're back with Captain and RJ. They're making their way towards the island. The command center has picked up the tug on the radar. Bring them down. No pity for the souls. Hacker sends out some recon to investigate. The speedboat comes by and orders the tug to kill the engines. They allow themselves to be boarded. A little back and forth with the captain, and he calls out the badge and hackle. They're like, how the fuck do you know about the badge and hackle? And the captain's like, hey, man, I'm a fucking fan of the Highland Games, all right? And this dude right here, he's a master of the toss. 
now this Scottish goon, he's like, I kind of want to see this. Let's see if uh, RJ's good enough. And uh, tell you what, uh, if if he is good enough, we'll allow you to dump his ru- your rubbish. So the the captain's plan is he's like, hey, I've got orders to dump this rubbish on your fucking island, and nothing's gonna stop me. So the deal is, hey, if your guy's good at the Highland Games, we'll let you dump your trash. Uh, as opposed to just like, we'll just dump your trash here and turn the fuck around. Like, what do we care? Classic Scottish Army on an island scenario. Yeah. But if uh, RJ turns out to be shit at the Highland Games, uh, they give a little demonstration and these guys just go predator and fucking unload on the rubbish. It's like, yeah, well, shoot half the trash. Yeah. Into who the gives? Water. Uh, you're going to shoot my trash? Okay. But they don't give a shit because RJ wants on the island, so he takes off with the Scots. Allison and Jess, they bring Bruce some popcorn. He's like, I don't have fucking time for popcorn. He starts going on. And and he, it, it, we all do this. You tell your wife, I don't want any popcorn. And she sits down with a full bowl of delicious smelling popcorn. You're going to reach for some. All right. He grabs a handful, shoves it in his mouth. It's got a fucking runestone in it. And Jess is like, ah, shit, that's the one I was fucking missing. He looks at it. He's like, I recognize this simple. All right. This this is fucking in the virus. This is like Gaelic or something, right? So RJ, he's boated onto shore. He meets with the head honcho. You up for giving our games a go? Back at Thunder. Bruce starts asking about the other runestones. So he asks, what does this mean? She tells him, and he just fucking types it in. That's how you crack this code. You just randomly type in words. We now see RJ in the appropriate gaming attire. He reports to Brew by a... He sneaks off behind a palm tree, calls it on the communicator. (laughs) I I love how he pulls it out of his do-rag right in front of his forehead. (laughs) Hey, Hey, yeah. And then he tucks it well, he's got room. He doesn't have any hair up there. so <laughs> Yeah, it's a tactical. He's got a freaking. It's a dude, tactical bald, so, bald spot. His head is so ginormous. Like, he's got 24-inch pythons. His head is an easy 48. Hell yeah, man. I really liked in the, thing. In the Gettysburg episode, he still has on his, like, head wrap. When he's dressed up in a fucking Confederate uniform. Uh, have his one contract negotiation. Oh, and whatever it gets off on the island, dude, his. What is that like a chemical tan? What is that? Or is, is he got like camouflage on? Cause he, he looks like the you know like the bodybuilders that basically put like shellac on themselves. To he is particularly stained dark in this episode. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. All right, when we come back from the commercial break, we see that Brew is making his way to the Cayman Islands. He activates the stealth shield on the way. RJ's dicking around with the Highland Games. He throws the damn pole 
off the course and into the woods. I'll get it. So the guy is holding him hostage. Just let him run into the woods to look for the big hot dog. <laughs> it's a hot dog. Yeah. Uh, he finds it. The pole that he threw is fucking stuck through a fake satellite. So this whole thing is a ruse. He reports into Bruce as a, hey, this is a decoy. Bruce's like, ah, oh, shit. We got to be looking for a fiber optic cable instead. All right. Uh, we cut to the Scots. They're arguing. He knows about the decoy. Rubbish. I, the tug be their own decoy. I'll find the real vessel myself. Brew has used the uh, radar tracker, whatever you want. He's identified where the fiber optic cable is. He dives down. He's got this cool little snippy explosive. He snips onto the thing. RJ's looking around. He's knocking out bad Scots with the pole. He's just making his way towards the command center. The bad Scott. Downtown today. <laughs> All right, so the bad Scots, they start looking around in the waters. They find thunder. They start dropping some depth charges down on Brew. And they start attacking the tugboat. The captain shoots a flare at him, but I'm positive we don't ever see it hit anything, any explosion. It's just it's a random shot of Sherman Hemsley shooting a flare gun, and then he jumps into the water. We get the uh, the hardcore 90s hip hacker techno that cuts in during this fucking montage of the RJ project. action and bad Scott hacker just going to town. Super weird action sequence here, yeah. man. Thought the, really weird. Thought they the were snatch heist was about to kick <laughs> in <laughs> that music. Yeah, I don't know if it's... a. Uh, Let's try to be cool with the hacker element, or if they were just trying to salvage what little action they may have had. RJ makes his way into the command center. The bad hacker starts monologuing instead of killing RJ like you do. Now the captain, he saves Brew, pulls him up to the shore. That cable charge that Brew set, it explodes. RJ knocks out the hacker and starts shooting up the command center computers. It is such a fun shot with him holding that little Uzi just <laughs> into those fucking yeah. computer towers. The virus stops. Uzi looks so tiny. Yeah. Virus stops with one minute and 20 seconds remaining. Brew and the captain, they lose their shit when RJ approaches in the sporting kilt. And you can Cap- see his long balls peeking out from under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been there. It's a bummer. We see the... Oh, we're at the scuttlebutt. Allison is prepping the welcoming committee. Um, the whole point is to uh, honor the captain as the hero that he's always claimed to be. Uh, some cool little... That's uh, a cool little shot of the two little English inspector dudes and then some uh, off off-camera dialogue with them. I understand he saved Mr. Brubaker's life. Most heroic indeed. The sun shows up. 
uh, just I'm guessing he's probably a sound guy or somebody that works on the crew because he has zero lines and they just put him in a suit and say, walk up to Sherman and walk back with him. He looks uh, at least as old as Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he look, yeah, he does look a lot older. <laughs> he shows up. They embrace. It's been a rough it, uh, 28 years for that kid. <laughs> Come out looking <laughs> like a fucking 60-year-old man. <laughs> well, it's time to party. And, of course, that party means standing around while Jess tells fortunes. That was the end. Episode 10, Thunder in Paradise. Distant sound of thunder. How many more do we have? Too many. I feel like 12. Too many? Not enough? These three were the roughest so far. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's that The last Thunder in Paradise 2 movie. These last five have been, I guess, been a little rough. We haven't been rating these or anything. Have have any I of these? Mind, I didn't mind the last like ten too much. I like the the bad Scottish accents and oh, thank you, freaking George George Jefferson and shit. Yeah. Come on, I would say if I had to pick one, episode nine has been my least favorite. I think Hammerhead Run is winning right now. Oh, for sure. I, none of these are good. <laughs> these are shades of gray. Yeah, Martin that's true. I, yeah, I am. I am. If you're comparing these three, I think ten is the best. But I don't. Yeah. I don't think ten is anywhere near C. Quentin nor Tug of War. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I agree with Dan. I mean, Thunder Paradise Two, I think is just like. The proper level of spectacle and bonkers. So you're just you're definitely starting to feel the cheapness too mm-hmm. in these. Um, yeah, I think they. I literally think they spent a lot of their budget, like episodes one through four. Now they're <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh wait, we have twenty two more of these to make. <laughs> Shit. But Dan, answer your question. We are not halfway. <laughs> well, um, almost. We're close. We're close. Twenty-two total, and then so one more movie in there. Maybe a maybe two two-parters. I'm not sure. I think there's two two-parters because there's one more movie, and then there's one. Um, I think the last two are like part yeah, one and the, two. The series finale is a two-parter. Well. Penny Smasher, I hope you're having fun watching these. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they are they're bad, but yeah, no, I like watching them. All right, have you gone through uh, Hulk's other filmography? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to see the uh, what's the one y'all did? No holds barred. Did, uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen that one yet. Still haven't come back out. There's that, Mister Nanny. Suburban Commando. Three Ninjas oh. Over High Noon or at High Noon. Rocky Three. Yep. Some high Noon at Magic Mountain or something like that, I think. There's another yeah. action one. There's a few in there. Yeah, he's not doing a lot of uh, fucking 
period pieces. <laughs> What's with the fight in Rocky Three where they have a boxer fight a wrestler and they can mm-hmm. each use their normal rules for combat? Mm-hmm. Dude, did you not Street see that rules. in real life? There was there was like a uh, was it WrestleMania or King of the Ring where all these wrestlers were were fighting to compete against Butterbean. And it was, uh, oh, can't remember his name. But he literally was went into the ring to fight Butterbean. He lasted like 15 seconds, and Butterbean just laid that dude out, and you never saw him again in the WWE. He died? <laughs> no, no, no. He didn't die, but the, didn't that was back. the last time you ever saw him. Yep. Never came back. He was Billy, Billy, uh, uh, badass Billy Gunn's brother. Bark gun or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I specifically remember that in the nineties. Welcome to Sunset Riders. I'm Bark Gun. <laughs> All right, let's close it up. This is way. This takes way too fucking long. This is th- three episodes. It was an absolute mistake. Uh, <laughs> Should have. It's a total mistake. It should have just been one or two episodes max. The three episode thing is just, uh, it's brutal. Well, you, you got back on an even number, so now you can do two a, okay. two a piece. All right. Well, well, thanks for coming by, Chad. Pleasure as always. five next time? Let's do five episodes <laughs> no, next time. No, I think we Six. have. One, I think we have another round of three. Stop writing uh, eight pages of notes, Dan. <laughs> yeah. You should who's there? You should be able to get the whole plot of your episode on a post-it. <laughs> I can, but because that's all that's all that really happens at the end of the day. Back at the scuttlebutt. <laughs> who's our next guest? Our next guest is. I know this. I just want to confirm. So I don't say the wrong person. Have we announced people before? I don't know. Did we? Okay. I think we did last time. All right. We'll call him out. Our our next guest joining us for 11, 12, and 13 will be Brantley from the Horror Drafts. That's right. He's coming back. Hell yeah. And maybe or maybe not, uh, that return will be, uh, or that favor will be returned. I don't know. Maybe you've heard some hints at it throughout the episode. Maybe. I think at least two of us are going to be on independent episodes of the Horror Drafts podcast. Maybe. Shut your horror mouth. We love Brantley. He's a fan favorite right up there with the Penny Smasher. I consider myself to be a horror star. Okay. Yeah. Penny Smasher, thank you for uh, coming in. Tell the folks where they can find you. They can find you on Letterboxd. Yeah, Letterboxd at Big FN Deal. And then you can find me on Grinder under Vanilla Sugar Bear. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. nice. Oh, yeah. Look that up later. Oh, also uh, Foot Finder. Um, show me the, the toes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hashtag show me the toes. All right. Thanks for coming by. Uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe, all that bullshit for Laundry Dan, Cron Howard. I have been Bones. Thanks again to the Penny Smasher. This has been Five Day Rentals. Guys, crash and burn. Splash and burn. Splash and burn. Thank you, as always. These Thunder in Paradise episodes are an absolute blast. Next week's episode, we start a brand new category, baby. We're watching Alligator from 1980. That's one of my episodes, so crank up that bass. And let's also give a nice shout-out and thank you to Dustin Kreft for the beautiful Thunder in Paradise theme music and interstitials. Be sure to check him out on Spotify.